Well, hello everybody and welcome to this episode of I Read Somewhere That. And this is going to be the last episode for this year because I have to go off and do line edits on my book for next year, Everything You Dream Is Real. And I have a love-hate relationship with line edits. I love doing them. I hate how long they take. Um, so pretty much I'm going to have to put my head down and meticulously go in and sculpt the copy so that it sparkles and shines befitting any Christmas. And uh, um, I couldn't resist that little shiny sparkly pun there. Um, so welcome everybody and here are some fascinating facts about Christmas to kick us off. The first Christmas cards were sent in 1843. For some reason, I thought it went back further than that, but it doesn't. The image of Santa Claus flying his sleigh began in 1819 and was created by Washington Irving, the same author who dreamt up the headless horseman, which is quite hilarious. Tinsel was invented in 1610 in Germany and was once made of real silver. And kind of makes me think of my Hungarian grandmother, my Najmama, who had the best tinsel in the world. It was heavy, thick strands that, and her Christmas tree was just the best ever. So makes perfect sense. Um, if you gave all the gifts list listed in 12 days of Christmas, it would equal 364 gifts. Um, the Statue of Liberty was gifted to the U.S. by the French on Christmas Day in 1886. It weighs 225 tons, and thus you could consider it the biggest Christmas gift in the world. The first Christmas was celebrated on December 25th, A.D. 336, 336 in Rome, which I did not know. Christmas tree decorations are believed to have originated in 16th century Germany and my fellow Madame of Mayhem, Jane Barnard, who is a Calgary-based crime writer with over 25 years of award-winning short fiction and children's literature, offered up this snippet. She said, consider this. Before the paper went into a book that you're holding, was it ever a Christmas tree? which is a lovely thing to think, you know, was this maybe a Christmas tree? And she also said, did you know we had Christmas trees in Canada decades before England adopted them? She said, the first Christmas tree in Canada was set up in Sorel, Quebec in 1781 by Baron Friedrich von Rietzel. I think I said that wrong, Riedzel. And the Baron was born in Germany and he selected a very handsome balsam fir from the forest that surrounded his home and decorated it with white candles. 1781 marked the first Christmas feast that the Van Riedersel family spent in freedom following years of captivity. And they were in a garrison town, fearing invaders and spies lurking among the loyalist refugees fleeing the American states. So a Christmas tree would have meant comfort and a memory of their far-off home. It probably would have smelt absolutely divine too. I just love the smell of a real Christmas tree. Now, here's a crazy tradition in Norway. They think you should hide your broom because Norwegians believe that Christmas Eve coincides with the arrival of evil spirits and witches. So, 
Excuse me. It's only logical then that Norwegian householders hide all their brooms before they go to sleep. After all, nothing spoils Christmas quicker than finding your broom in broken pieces at the foot of a tree, trashed by some joyriding witch. <laughs> in 12th century France, um, there was the feast of a donkey, the donkey, and a donkey would be led in a procession through the center of town to a local church where a service was in session. So the donkey would remain next to the church's altar for the duration of the service, and the congregants would mimic its brain of call and response with the priest. This tradition, known as the Feast of the Donkey, was accompanied by raucous parties that usually got out of hand, and the celebration became such a problem that many towns eventually banned it. Now, what does Christmas mean to you today? Um, as I mentioned, my Hungarian Najmama brings back wonderful, wonderful memories for me. Sharon A. Crawford, author of the memoir, The Enemies Within Us, had this to say. She said, I didn't realize it then, but giving to, so giving to someone that I love fills me with content. The way we did it in the 50s and 60s, as told within The Enemies Within Us, um, a memoir which you know tells a very different world today, like from today. There were no computers, no internet, no shopping online no credit or debit cards. There wasn't a big commercial push. Presents were sometimes delivered to your door by Canada Post or orders from the Sears catalogue. And those two words, she says, are no longer in existence, which is true, and that they landed on your doorstep. There was never any worry about porch pirates stealing your gifts. Back then, she says, we got off our duffs and physically went out to shop for gifts, although some of us still do that now wrap them ourselves and put them under a real tree. She said, again, the latter is still done, but now they are artificial, artificial trees. Um, and you can get a copy of Sharon's memoir at bluedenimpress.com. And here's a kind of a sweet anecdote. Working on the Sears catalog is where I met the love of my life, Bradford Dunlop. He was shooting off-figure men's fashion and I was art directing. And so the Sears catalog has a very special place in my life. Now, Christmas is becoming um, slightly confusing. I mean, we've got COVID, there's materialism, which is pretty much what my message in the rage room was. I was trying to say, hey guys, this consumerism is getting out of control, um, you know, and it really, really disturbed me. But it's kind of like between COVID and consumerism, it's like, what is Christmas all about? Now, I was very fortunate. I read um, recently a poetry collection by Carol Rose Golden Eagle. She is the author of The Narrows of Fear, which is a book I truly, truly loved. And this is a new collection of poetry by her. It is called Essential Ingredients. And it is really, really so beautiful. One of the blurbs on the back um, says, In essential ingredients, Carol Rose Golden Eagle recalls when creator's blessings have truly been bestowed in a parent's shared life with their children. And these poems examine hardship and struggle, the triumph of spirit and joy, 
and serve as a reminder to all parents that childhood is fleeting. And I just think it's the perfect book to read at this time of year when there's, um, as I say, you know, so much commercialism. And uh, one of her poems is Blessings. I thank Creator for giving me the ability to recognize the miracle of everyday things. A quilt work of memory, of beauty in the moment. Dandelion rubs in the summer, snow face wash in winter, joyous squeals of laughter. And that's just a piece of one poem, and I really encourage you to pick it up um, from Inanna Publications. It's called Essential Ingredients by Carol Rose Golden Eagle. And when you read it, um, it will make you feel happy and you will not look at marshmallows or bacon um, or ladybirds again, um, ladybugs, we'll call them ladybirds, I think in South Africa, but they're ladybugs um, in a different way. Just such a tactile, beautiful, and it's peppered with some recipes, which is also fabulous as well. Um, so, I asked a couple of people if they had other recommends and Marilyn Kay, who is a crime writer, recommends Elizabeth Bass, also known as Liz Ireland, a West Coast Canadian writer of Two Cozies with Mrs. Claus as the PI. Her first one, Mrs. Claus and the Santa Land Slayings, was shortlisted for last year's Boney Blythe Award. She said it's hilarious, creepy and an excellent mystery. Liz Ireland's second one, Mrs. Claus and the Halloween Homicide, has Mrs. April Claus introducing Halloween to the Christmas Town inhabitants, elves, reindeers, and humans of Santa Town, Santa Land. And uh, Marilyn says she hasn't read that one yet, but she understands that the jack o' lanterns and costume parties get pretty spooky. Um, another fellow Madame of Mayhem, Melissa Yee, who is an emergency physician um, with an active practice and still manages to be an award-winning writer as well, um, mentions her two short stories, A Multicultural Romance, Mr. Chef and Ms. Librarian. And she said, spoiler alert, they make Chris Mooker Eid. And her, she has a Hope C. mystery short story called Blue Christmas, which was published in Alfred Hitchcock. And Melissa said, Chris Mooka that combines Christmas and Hanukkah is pretty popular, but she was the first person to dream up Chris Mooka Eid, as far as she knows. She said, Blue Christmas is unusual because it's a holiday party with a bunch of PhDs and a poisoning. So um, doctors hanging around a poisoning and Dr. Hope C is to the rescue. And it's inspired by a true case that was presented at Grand Rounds at McGill University in Montreal. So a couple of things to look forward to next year. The Madames of Mayhem have a new anthology that we'll be doing called 13 Spirits. And I'd also like to give a shout out to a friend of mine and just an amazing author, Dawn Promislow. Um, and Dawn has a new novel coming out next year, Wan, W-A-N, and you can pre-order that from Freehand Books. And Carol Giangrande, who is author of The Tender Birds um, by Nana Publications, said this is a stunning, compelling read. Dawn Promislow's first novel belongs to the literature of witness, an eloquent portrayal of a white South African woman in the apartheid era, one which speaks with a universal voice to our present moment. 
The author captures Jacqueline's quiet but acute unease as she and her husband negotiate a perilous world, the courage it asks of them, and the catastrophe that follows. This is riveting work, courageous and honest. And uh, Dawn's first collection, Jewels and Other Stories, was published by Mawenzi House in 2010, and one is her first novel. And interestingly, the short story that I have written for the um, 13 Spirits, the Madame's Anthology, also deals with apartheid. I look at it from the um, point of view of a child uh, in that era, white child, and it is called Tracy and the Tokolosh, and uh, it was very interesting to write. So um, I'd also like to mention that as we approach this time of year, um, just uh, this is hard to even say. It is one year without our uh, beloved Luciana Ricciatelli, and I still know that we are deeply shocked and saddened by this. And my my heart is with her family at this time, and uh, and all we can do at the Inanna family is come together. And oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting really, really choked up. Um, do our best to honor our Luciana. And so should you need a Christmas book, I suggest you visit inana.ca because we have a fabulous promotion and the promotion code is HOLIDAY21 where you can get 30% off any of the Inanna books. And uh, it would be great if you supported Inanna. And that's it from me. Um, I'm going to trundle off and put my head down and get at my line edits with great passion and enthusiasm. And I look forward to seeing you all in 2022. Bye.